You're listening to a sermon from Leewood Baptist Church. For more information about us, visit our website at leewoodbaptist.com. Over the last few weeks, really since the start of this year of 2020, we have been talking about prayer. We started out talking about what is prayer, and we defined prayer as personal communication with God. And we talked about how does prayer work. We saw that because of the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, that we have received, we receive direct access to the God of the universe. So that means when we pray, you and I have a private audience with the God of the universe. We talked about how we should pray. We talked about praying in Jesus' name. And then last week, we had a prayer service. And if you noticed in our prayer service last week, and those are my favorite services, by the way. I love those. We could probably do those every week, and I would love that. But you might have noticed as we prayed last week in our prayer service, we were very intentional in how we prayed together as a church. Did you notice that? We started out with what? Adoration. We're going to talk more about that today. We, taught, we, we prayed with adoration. We, we sang a song of adoration. We read scripture together about adoration. And then we prayed and we, we prayed in adoration. And then we moved into confession. And we did the same thing. We sang a confession. We, we read confession. We prayed confession. And then the same for thanksgiving and supplication. And so these are elements that we had in our prayer service, and really the reason why we designed it that way was those are elements of as we pray that should be, that should be included in our prayers to God. We, uh, we, we, we're gonna, today we're going to talk about adoration. What does that mean to adore God when we pray? Because here's oftentimes how we treat prayer. A lot of times prayer is just another ritual that we go through that we pray through our meals or we just pray and ask God for things and we maybe we're even good about praying and thanking God for what he's done and maybe we remember to confess our sins in prayer. But I believe that adoration, when it comes to adoration, that is one of the most forgotten elements of prayer, of adoring God or worshiping God in prayer. See, a lot of times when we think of adoration or worship, whatever we want to call it, whenever we, we worship, we think worship is an event, right? That's why a lot of us came this morning to worship. And we come and we worship, and we define worship, and we sing some songs, uh, and we might uh, have, you know, we, we worship through giving, and we give, and that's adoration, and then we listen to one guy with a pulpit or a stand in this case, and we listen to him talk for however long he feels like going that day, and then we, we leave, and therefore we have worshiped. But really, worship and adoration, it means a deep love and respect for. It means to worship or veneration. And so when we talk about praying with adoration, we are praying with a deep love and respect for God. And I wonder if sometimes when we pray, how much do we really reflect our deep love and respect for God? How much do we worship God as we pray. 
So as a key element to prayer is worship. So when we pray, we, wor- we, we worship in prayer. We worship God because of His character. When we adore something or someone, we adore them for who they are. So turn over to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to go back again to what is often called as the model prayer or the Lord's Prayer. I said that throughout the service, we're, uh, through the series, we're going to come back around to Matthew chapter 6 to the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy, or maybe another translation that's just kind of typically quoted is hallowed be your name, or your name as holy, your name be honored as holy. Right there from the get-go, when Jesus is teaching this model prayer, Jesus moves right into adoration. He moves right into worship with the character of God. And what is that character attribute of God that Jesus mentions? His holiness. He mentions right away, God, you are holy. That is adoration. So a key element to prayer is Worship. Here's another prayer. We're going to listen to a lot of, uh, uh, you're going to hear a lot of prayers that have come from Scripture. Write this down. You can look it up r- later. First Chronicles chapter 29, verses 11 and 12. It says this, Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the splendor and the majesty for everything in the heavens and on earth belongs to you. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom, and you are exalted as head over all. Riches and honor come from you, and you are the ruler of everything. Power and might are in your hand, and it is in your hand to make great and to give strength to all. Do you hear the adoration in that prayer? Now, the question is, do you and I pray that way? Or is it a prayer, God, I'm in a tough spot, so I really need you to help me out right now. And God, thank you for this food and, uh, you know, bless this food, bless it to our bodies, even though we're eating at Culver's and just bless this food to our bodies, help it not to clog our arteries too much. And God, uh, you know, my, I'm having a hard time with my kids. And so God, just please make my kids behave. And, and that, that's how we pray. And we need to pray with an attitude of adoration. Turn over to Psalm chapter 5. If you want some good prayers of adoration, the Psalms are packed full of them. In a way, we can think of Psalms as almost a prayer journal of David and other worship leaders. And a vast majority of these Psalms, these prayers, these writings of worship, a vast majority of them are praise and adoration, their worship. And so when we look at the, the formula or we look at the percentage of prayers that are mentioned in the Bible, the vast majority of prayers that are mentioned in the Bible are prayers of adoration, are prayers of worship. Look at Psalm chapter 5. 
Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my sighing. Pay attention to the sound of my cry, my King and my God, for I pray to you. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I plead my case to you and watch expectantly. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil cannot dwell with you. Again, similar to how Jesus mentions prayer in Matthew 6, the holiness of God. Verse 5, the boastful cannot stand in your sight. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who tell lies. The Lord abhors violent and treacherous people. But I enter your house by the abundance of your faithful love. I bow down towards your holy temple in reverential awe of you. Lord, lead me in your righteousness because of my adversaries. Make your way straight before me, for there is nothing reliable in what they say. Destruction is within them. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongues. Punish them, God. Let them fall by their own schemes. Drive them out because of their many crimes, for they rebel against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them shout for joy forever. May you shelter them. And may those who love your name boast about you. For you, Lord, bless the righteousness, righteous one. You surround him with favor like a shield. Faith family, I ask you, when's the last time you and I prayed like that? We see David immediately, he says, he calls God his king. He's praying, saying, God, you are in charge. You are the king, and I submit myself to you. Now, in our American culture, we are taught to buck authority. We do not like a king. But, but David calls God his king, and then he goes down, he says, verse 4, he says, you are not a God who delights in wickedness. God, in who you are, in your character, you are holy, and you do not delight in wickedness, and evil cannot live with you. Then verse 5, David says, the, bo the boastful cannot stand in your sight. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who tell lies. The Lord abhors violent and treacherous people. Do you see here in Psalm 5 how David is just going back over and over again to the character of God? Verse 7, he says, I enter your house by the abundance of your faithful love, a character of God. I bow down toward your holy temple in reverential awe of you. Again, when was the last time we approached worship and prayer with reverential awe? When was the last time we worshiped at all with reverential awe? It says, Lord, lead me in your righteousness because of your adversaries. Verse 8, make your way straight before me. 
He goes on to say, verse 11, but let all who refuge in you rejoice. Let them shout for joy forever. May you shelter them and may those who love you, your name, love, may, may those who love your name boast about you. Really, when we're talking about praying with adoration, we're bragging about God to God. We say we love God, but we never tell him why. It's like in a human relationship with family, a husband and a, husband and a wife, parent and children. You can say I love a person all day long, but really what's meaningful is I love you because of this. I love you because of your personality. I love you because you are easy to talk to. I love you because you get me. And a lot of times when we pray, we say we love God, but we never tell him why. And now it's not, I don't want us to understand something. It's not because God is needy. It's not like God needs us to tell him. God is, God is very, God does not have self-esteem issues, okay? God does not need us to tell him why. But there's nothing like someone telling you who, who, the, who uh, why they love you. So when we adore God in prayer, when we worship in prayer, we are telling God why we love him. Even this goes across the board beyond prayer. When we worship together as a church, we as together as brothers and sisters, we are praising God for who he is. It it is taught that, that God delights in the singing and the praise of his saints. So when's the last time we came and we worship with reverential awe of God? But a lot of times when we come and we worship, we have this mindset of, okay, did I like the songs that were picked for the day? Did I like the pastor's personality today and did I like what he was wearing? Did uh, did, did everyone that was supposed to say hello to me say hello to me? Was it warm enough or was it cold enough? And it's always plenty warm in here. But was it warm enough in here uh, when I came and worship? And we come, and when we come to worship with reverential awe with God, we're really not worshiping God, are we? Who are we worshiping? Ourselves. And we approach church as Oh, do we have enough people here and are are the financial needs being met of the church? And we really, we forget one of the main purposes of the church is to worship God, to adore Him. Turn over to Psalm 148. I want us to look at another passage of Scripture, another psalm of adoration of prayer. A psalm of prayer, a, 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 a... prayer of adoration. Look at Psalm 148, verse 1. It says, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. From the heavens, praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His heavenly armies. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, highest heavens. You waters above the heavens, let them praise the, praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded, and they were created. He set them in the position forever and ever. He gave an order that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, all sea monsters and ocean's depths, lightning and hail, snow and cloud, 
stormy wind that executes his command, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creatures that crawl and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the earth, young men as well as young women, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty covers heaven and earth, for he has raised up a horn for his people, resulting in praise to all his faithful ones, to the Israelites, to the people close to him. Hallelujah. Again, I ask the question. I know I'm sounding like I'm on repeat here. When's the last time you and I prayed like this? One more. Look at the next psalm, Psalm 149. Hallelujah. Sing to the Lord a new song, His praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel celebrate its maker. The children of Zion rejoice in their, their king. Let them praise His name with dancing. Make music to Him with tambourine and lyre. Oh, and all the charismatics say amen. Verse 4, for the Lord takes pleasure in His people. He adorns the humble with salvation. Let the faithful celebrate in triumphal glory. Let them shout for joy on their beds. Let the exaltation of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands, inflicting vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, binding their kings with chains and their dignitaries with, with iron shackles, crying out the judgment decreed against them. This honor is for all his faithful people. Hallelujah. And we're just scratching the surface here. And here's the reality. How we pray ultimately reflects what we believe about God. If we have a cheap view of prayer, and whatever that view may be, if we have a cheap view of prayer, we have a cheap view of God. If we, have a, if we live our lives in a cheap way, then we have a cheap view of God. Because ultimately, how we pray and really how we live our lives ultimately declares what we believe about God. We may say we love God. We may say He's the King of kings, Lord of lords. We may say He is holy. We may say He is sovereign. We may believe that He has created all things, and we could go down all the list of the different attributes of God, but ultimately how we pray and how we live reflects what we live about God. Because honestly, faith family, talk is cheap. And so how we live and how we pray ultimately reflects what we believe about God. So the question we have to ask ourselves, based on how we pray, specifically the element of adoration, specifically in how we pray in praise and how we pray in worship, what would that say about your view and my view of God? Because when was the last time we praised God in prayer for being the creator of all things? 
When was the last time we prayed and we praised God for His holiness and His sovereignty and His omniscience and His wisdom and His power, His glory, and we go on and on and we don't have time to go down through the list, but when was the last time we prayed like that? And so as I evaluate my own life, I realize it's not enough. And so I want to give us an opportunity together as a faith family this morning to pray in a prayer of adoration. So would you stand with me? And we're going to put Psalm 8 up on the screen, or if you'd rather look it up in your Bible, you can do that. Look at Psalm chapter 8 and verse 1, and let's read it together. As a prayer, we're going to pray Scripture back to God. So don't worry about the person next to you. Don't worry about if you can't pronounce a word in here, though I think they're all pretty pronounceable. Don't worry about that. This is your time to personally communicate with the God of the universe in praise and adoration. And then we're done. Roxanne's going to come and play, and then we're going to pray some more in prayer of adoration. So read this with me. Psalm 8, verse 1, it says this. Read it with me. Lord, our Lord, how magnificent is your name throughout the earth. You have covered the heavens with your majesty From the mouths of infants and nursing babies, you have established stronghold on account of your adversaries in order to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I observe your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you set in place, what is a human being that you remember him, a son of man that you look after him? You have made him little less than God and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all the sheep and oxen, as well as the animals in the wild, the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea that pass through the currents of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how magnificent is your name throughout the earth. Thank you for listening. If you're in the Kansas City area, we'd love to have you be our guest. We're located at 8200 State Line Road in Leewood, Kansas. Worship services are on Sunday mornings at 1030. To learn more about us, visit our website at leewoodbaptist.com. Music.